to language and meaning and understanding and story, and then we add the me to it, and now we've got experience. So it's, a, it's a, an uprising of a movement from pure consciousness. So what Terence recognized was, you know, it's like, the things are seen. And you, you must have had glimpses yourself or something, something was, oh, recognized. And your mind heard it secondary. You know it didn't come from your mind. So pure consciousness in every moment is creating all of this, all of this. But if all of your attention is in your mind, you're missing the creation of it. You're only getting the subjective perception of it. So it's only reaching your intellect by the time it's been contaminated by my story and my preferences and what I like. And what, this have to, does, have, what does this have to do with me? Do you see? So you as pure consciousness know things. And then there's you, the separate individual you, who has its own little character drama going on. I want you to be able to recognize when the knowing is pure consciousness, when you as pure consciousness recognize something, and when me, myself, I, it's like, oh no, that's a personal thought. That's definitely created by the character, and I have no clue what it looked like before I got a handle on it. It would be really good to start developing that skill. Is there anybody who has no clue what I'm talking about? All right. Great. Great. Okay. A lens of perception gets blown right, right open. And that family consolation weekend just pushed his viewing point back. If, if me, myself, I is in front and pure consciousness and outside of all of it is behind, he got pushed back directionally that way. And so from there, seeing happens, understanding happens. And of course, there's just more light around you. And anybody who's interested in the light, who's in that part of their life where they're moving towards light, rather than moving towards power and, and the negative and trying to make use of, you know, the, the, hasn't seen through that pain is actually making me feel powerful. So that's like the start of it where you're creating karma. And when you're interested in this work and you're coming out the other side, you're drawn to the light. So, of course, people are like, whoa, what's going on here? Here's a, here's a bright light. So when, when Terence's... Uh, love of life came in, that's the heart chakra opening. And I'm really happy that the heart opened. Because, because if the heart doesn't open, a glimpse doesn't last very long. It's got no place to root in your body. You know, the glimpse is just an intellectual, there's, there's, a, there's a shift in your, in your perception, but you can't anchor it. It's a neck up awakening. So it's kind of full of crap. Really, do you know? Because it's it's just all intellectual stuff, but there's no embodiment of it. It's not made real in your phenomenal life. It has to be of use too, you know. So 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 yes, the the heart, the feeling that God, this is beautiful. Life is lovely, and it's an alien feeling to you because your heart wasn't hadn't right. been opened. Oh, no, I've been very guarded just in my everyday life or whatever for since I was wherever, but. Um... Yeah. But this kind of... This was expansive. Uh-huh. I bet. <laughs> yes. So... So, and it, that, more expansive then allows for more... Yes. Uh, 
Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know which came first, Miss, but um, yes. The contraction is the me, myself, I, and the the bandwidth gets broader with pure consciousness because it's 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 all of it. It's not part of it. It just plays as part of it when you run labeling and you see diversity and you see difference. You see contrast. Now we're, we're now now it's dividing into parts, but only because the labeling mechanism is doing it. But there aren't actually parts at all. It's just your mind creates the part. That's our perception. Dividing it up. Making difference. You see? So like the apple and the orange, the labeling mechanism to create diversity. Terence in that moment didn't have the bandwidth to be as pure consciousness, but at the same time labeling and choosing which apple or an orange. It's like he couldn't stretch the whole way. So then it couldn't, he couldn't hold it. Because he couldn't stretch it the whole way. If you, can, if you can function in a diverse world at the same time as viewing as pure consciousness, all right, now we're talking integrating, embodying, awakening. That's what you're talking about. Because you can function in the world and choose an apple over an orange, and it doesn't, moving towards that labeling and that choice does not pull you away from the view of the interconnectivity and the all of it and the outside story. Do you, see, do you see the bandwidth that has to be traversed there? That's why embodiment is so important. You see? So, so he wasn't able to stretch. And when somebody isn't able to stretch in that way, from like, I, I, can't, I can't, can't label them, can't, can't function in, in, at the minutiae of separate. And I couldn't either. It took me a few years to find words for things again and to find a preference for something. I lost the file, lost the file. But... Um, if, there, if, if we have enough work done, we'll be able to sustain it. If you can't sustain it, you're not able to hold the view of pure consciousness and function in the world. So what will happen is like, what didn't get blown out? What didn't get understood? It's waiting for you. <laughs> and it'll come back in. No, it'll come back in. Because that's, that's what's left to be cleared. So, so what usually happens is one of two things. It either becomes a glimpse and it's all over and everything is completely as it was. But I don't think it's like that for you. I can feel your energy in some way. You've integrated some of this. You have, yeah. yeah. That was going to be one of my questions yeah. in a way. I, I didn't... Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel... Well, I'm not in that state. I didn't hold it. That's, you know, what I shared. Um, I'm, this is also strange because I'm just very, with much gratitude that I was able to hold it for a week or two. Absolutely. Um, instead of just, you know, a half hour and then yeah. I, I kind of hang on to it. And yeah. There's none of that. This was a yeah. very different deal. And, um, um, and it was fun. Yes. I mean, I, this is just remarkable. I mean, so I let it go, but this, I, maybe because I was still in an expanded state, I didn't cling to it, yeah. even though I could feel it going yeah. away. But I find that remarkable. But you must have but, dissolved some of your capacity to desire. If, if you were somebody who was very desire-driven, you would have been grasping it. Because the desire, the mind would have been trying to reclaim its authority and its position through desire. 
So when people try to grasp it, it shuts it down. You see, you can't choose to have desire or not desire in that space. You can't. You can't. There's something else running the whole show. Something else is happening and you're more passive. You see? Oh, yeah, I do. Actually, I do see what you mean. I, I, um, well, yeah, you, you, in, in almost a state of desirelessness. Yes. Um, or it's at least muted or something. Yes. And so... Yes. Yeah. I mean... I'm sorry. I was like, it's there, there's a different world, and I mean, I never thought. I, I, I don't know, the world is the same. It's your perception has changed. Yes, my life didn't change. It's still running uh, on on whatever. Yeah. Um, and I do feel this was getting my questions, but it's. I guess maybe it's still new, or I'm not certain, but I feel somehow different in I guess I feel maybe more connected to the bigger truth of who people are when I'm with them. I'm almost going to cry again. I, I've been doing it. and. Oh, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. So maybe in that regard, there's a change. Pardon? In that regard, I feel that maybe this is... Yes, something really did stay. Yeah. And... So you think perhaps that, that the, the process of the family constellation was part of the flow of this? Oh, it shoveled off a whole load of stuff that was obscuring your perception. Yeah, I mean, it's too coincidental. I mean, it was just almost instant. And, and uh, actually, it's, well, the lady who'd been doing this for 20 years said she'd never seen an experience like this yes. before. Yes. And. Uh, something that's on, but, um, so yeah, there's something there. But you say you've been doing this work as well. Yes. Um, you say, so, so, so you had a good ground prepared, so that when you moved some story, you, you already had the bandwidth to, to go someplace else. Whereas people who don't do this work, who haven't just, well, for whatever reason, it's not right or wrong, it's just whatever comes and makes sense to you. Some people who, who would be doing that healing work, family constellation work, it's just another thing that they have to heal, you know? And they're, you know, they're feeling a bit of freedom, a bit of understanding of what was going on in their primary family and how they work as personality-wise, but they're looking to kind of improve their perspective as an individual, you see? But or, yes, I do see. And I yeah. think I'm going, you know, I was kidding earlier about my being here and excited to be here, but which was true. Um, because before, I, I was just kind of following the call. 
whether it's here or I mean, I've been doing a lot of stuff like everybody for too long. And, um, but you know, that shift, I'm sitting here fairly present with you, yeah. which is different. Yeah. And excited to be here. And I, and I'm very happy that even though I may not have, I guess this, Keep on keeping on. Yes. That's what it's about, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. If, if Terence's mind had made it an experience, then it, it would go into his memory, and he would be talking from memory, and it would be like an interesting story. And it would never happen to him again in the same way. So what's happened is, is that because he was able to integrate a lot of it and his perception is different now, there is no grasping. It's not, his mind hasn't turned into an experience. The story-making mechanism is not using that as more food for a thing that happened to Terence. That's wonderful. So his interest in chalking up experiences is gone also. You see? That's kind of sweet. So there's a lot of subtle things that have happened that, that I can see it. I can see it, you know? Yeah, it's great that your mind didn't make it. I had an amazing experience, Jack. A lot of people say that, and it's like, oh, dear. That <laughs> <laughs> was really, one of those people, I know. You yeah. used to be. Yeah, you used to be, but this is entirely different because, because your mind didn't use it as something that happened to me. No, no, this is... This is a whole different quality, guys. Absolutely. I mean, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it can't happen in the same way again because, not because mind has made it a memory, but because where you were before it, the contrast of who you were before that, that workshop and what it did to your shift in perception, you can't go back to who you were before. So the contrast of before the experience, relative to the experience itself, that's what made it, made it so remarkable, all right? So now you're like somewhere like two-thirds of the way, you know? Like let's say you went 100% of a shift. You're now at like 66% of it. You've held on to a lot of it, a lot of it. So at 66%, if, if that perception, that perception is available to you, but it won't feel so exquisite, because the contrast isn't there anymore, because you've left who you were. Is that making sense? Oh yes, it is. I've heard this other ways. And, yes. But I'm just allowing some space to, to integrate yes. what you're saying. Actually. Yes. And, um, yes. See, my whole way of relating to you. Like, Completely. Oh, tell me. I mean, <laughs> it's extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah, I could never do this before. I mean, we're having an adult conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what to ask, but, but how following up or what? Um, You're doing just fine. Keep, keep that perception as open as you can. And it's tricky because if you grasp it, if 
you desire it, if you want it in any way, you're going to shut it down. But all you can do is be as available and as open as you can be in each day. Find stillness inside. Be as present as you can in the softest way that you can. It's the opposite of grasping. Yeah, I spoke earlier, I really don't feel that. Grasping? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So then keep doing what you're doing. But it was the most... Yeah. I'm sure I've said this probably three times, I'm sorry, but I mean, it was like the most profound. It, yes. And I've had these other things, but this one... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big crack. Yeah. So, okay, so maybe I have integrated some because I don't feel that. Before when I had something, I got depressed, I wanted to get back there, I didn't know how. I don't have yeah. any of that. Yes. But yet I brought it. I, obviously, I want to be, yeah, be whatever, but I'm at that stage is something that, whatever it's called, I don't know. Um, and let this be as good as it gets right now. I, I, I just don't want your mind to kind of set up that state as being... I know you're not grasping it, but you did say it would be, I'd welcome it if it happened again. Something like that. And it's like, you know, it probably won't. Probably won't. But, but the gifts that it gave you are with you. And so let life be just normal. Stay open. Stay open. Yeah, what I'm feeling now, I've been thinking a lot about his beliefs now and how the brain works and how the, brain, the beliefs might work through. You've spoken of it. I don't know why. All of a sudden, I'm drawn toward that as the next, another something to Fantastic. with. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So make a list of beliefs that you have about money, the world, politics, the environment. My life, my value system, get personal then. Go broad and get personal. Make, make a list of beliefs, you know? So do I believe that really? And see if, God, that's just a belief that's cranked up because of ABC and I'm, I, I can pick it up or not pick it up. I want you to have that kind of objectivity so that no belief becomes where you're looking from. I want you to see beliefs for what they are. All right? So if you're drawn to beliefs, great. I want you to see the beliefs as, as the mechanism for, for coping. You know? You know, I kind of feel now that beliefs are energy. Okay. And so much is energy. Uh-huh. And I don't know really what I'm talking about when I say energy. But... Um, Yeah, I don't, I'm not there, but it's, I get that the world works. Mentally, I've done, but see, I'm stumbling for words again. I'm having trouble in a way. Just that's beautiful um, because the noise is more important than the vocabulary. And, yeah. and things are different. And I, time, I, I'm messing up with time, and I'm just having troubles with some daily functioning kind of things. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. It's just bizarre. Yes. Yes. May it play as it is playing. Okay. Wherever you find stickiness, loosen it. 
Yeah, I'm more, I'm more eager to do that than I was, Great. to be honest. Um, yeah, because the, 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 my outside world has very little interest to me right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a loop. Absolutely. It's just created by labeling. That's all it is. And I can, anyway, I can go on and let some other people share. But, um, okay. Great. I guess that's it. Then. Let's see. Let's see what else arises. All right. I very dearly appreciate you know, being here. And well, thank you for sharing with us. So, um, yeah. I think you're instrumental in helping me move forward. And the community that gives support, because I can feel it. You guys are so important. I don't know if you realize everybody knows it, but it's true. Um, there is just no one person. That, um, that that your mind yes. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. <laughs> will, will this mic work down there? Yeah. Or come up if you have your own question. But I just want to. Yeah. Okay. If it's if it's as a result of Terence's sharing, I I like us to maximize because that's that's a pure gift. So if there's pure consciousness. Yeah. It's coming from yeah. you, and then it comes into your mind, and your mind takes it. And yeah. just sit around because of your ego or somatics or whatever. What's the engine room? And and how it's kind of weird, like how something can come through you and I guess I don't really understand it yet about not judging. So maybe that's the difference that I don't understand. Okay. But how? How? Okay. If there's this consciousness and your soul and all this stuff. How? I suppose we use different language when we're explaining it in different ways. Okay. So, so in the the direction I've gone in tonight is it, it would be useful to think of as your 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 brain. And, and your mind, which is a bit more than your brain, tunes in like a radio to pure consciousness. You see, it's all pure consciousness. But this is an interpreting mechanism. You could say it's all energy. But the way human beings are wired is we turn energy into story. And when it becomes story, we can then communicate, because we can only communicate through story, through labeling. That's how we've evolved. It's 
not through pictures, it's through stories. We, we can, you know, some of us can use visualization, but actually, at the end of the day, it's all label, 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 label. So our brain, for us to have subjective awareness, we turn, you can say, the energy of pure consciousness, whatever is all of it, all of it. There's no separation of pure consciousness. This is a mechanism that's created, like the brain, is a mechanism created by pure consciousness to, to interpret it subjectively. Otherwise, we couldn't have subjective experience. Because there really is only the subject. There really is only pure consciousness. There is only that one without a second saying that there's one. Do you know what I mean? It can't even split itself in two to say I'm only one. It doesn't even know what one is. It's really, really, really just the subject. Just one. So any sense of separation of, of like diversity, apple, orange, any kind of separation has to be a mechanism within pure consciousness that is still pure consciousness that is imagining that there is separation within pure consciousness. And that's what our brains do. And that's why it's such bullshit. Like That's why it's not the truth. The truth is there is only pure consciousness. You see? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Okay. A anything else on, on, on this before we shift to somebody else? Okay. All right. Who'd like to come up? Carlos. Hi there. Hi. How are you doing? Uh, fine, thank you. Good. I have a question. Since the last time that we've spoken... Can I use the microphone? Yeah. Oh. Since the last time that we spoke on the phone, <clears throat> you asked me a question then, but we had some problems with the connection. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember? I don't remember the, I remember the problems with the connection, uh, but I don't remember the question. <laughs> so you made me a question, a question, and then we had this problem. Ah. So I didn't answer you. Ah. Yes. The, the question that you asked me was, uh, Carlos, do you feel now that like you never was Carlos? That you made me that, uh, uh, that question. Yeah. <clears throat> so I stay with that. Yeah. But the answer is that um, I can feel as a spaciousness most of the time. Yes. But if I want to, I can be Carlos. Ah. Yeah. When you are Carlos, do you do you have any other perception open to you? Are are you one hundred percent Carlos? When I want to, I can have that. But my question is, when, I, when uh, something emotional arises, I don't have that liberty. I, I, I become completely Carlos Aha. for some, right. some sec, some minutes. And then I, and then I come back again. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, is, if, this, if this is uh, normal, yeah. I don't know how to yeah. say it. So Yeah. So, so, there's playing as Carlos, and then there's the identification with Carlos. Yes, when something real, really emotional, emotional grabs you, you, you believe the story. You're in yes. there for a short time. Yes. Okay, that's identification. Yes. You are him, that's it. Yes. You're him. 
All right. The other one is perfect. And and I, I would encourage that because, because you know you're playing the character. And I had to learn how to do that with my husband saying, would you just be my wife? Just, <laughs> just, just, just be a wife right now. You know, like I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. I have to find the software program, you know, and just tune into being a wife, you know. Um, so, so being able to play those roles is really important. It's uh-huh. important. Yeah. Yeah. And um, otherwise, we're just lofty, and we're 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 not in the marketplace, and we, we don't have we don't have that luxury anymore. We've got to live normal lives and be a parent and do yes. whatever it is you've got exactly. to do. Yes. So you've got to you've got to be real and and be <laughs> yeah, yeah you've got to. Yeah. So being able to play that role is wonderful, and that that skill happens when you integrate as you go. Okay. Integrating as you go, you'll be able to do that, but you are able to do it. That's perfect. I'm okay. very pleased with that. The bit of identification when an emotion comes up, that's where the work has to happen. Okay. But the question still remains. Is there a viewing point where you know you never work, Carlos? Yes. But it's very small. I think it's small. So but there's all this spaciousness, and then there's the little small place within the spaciousness? Let me, let me check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's this spaciousness, and when I'm in there, or it's not that I'm in there, it's like I dissolve in that. Yes. It's like I dissolve, and then when I get out, I know that, that I never was. Carlos. So that's, that's the way. Okay. When there's spaciousness there, can you take away the spaciousness? Can the spaciousness be gone? No. I just experienced that as a spaciousness, a spaciousness as I'm, there's, I don't have a body, I don't have a mind, nothing's there. Just like that. Okay. Because space is the first concept, and I'd like to get rid of even that one. Okay. How can I do that? <laughs> the only way that I've found that it actually works mm-hmm. is like when there's an awareness of spaciousness, it's like deeper than this, deeper than this. It's almost like a dismissive attitude. It's like something is just rejecting that concept. Because it's about the concept going not, and, and, and not creating anything else. It's about pulling that one away. Okay. You see? Yeah. Letting that concept be go, go. But the mind is going to desperately try and create something else. You know? But that, that's not it. So it's like deeper than this. Okay. Yeah. I can try that. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like pure consciousness without it creating the first concept, which is space. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I've tasted that. Aha. Uh-huh. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are no concepts, no labeling, no nothing. Uh, nothing. Not even spaciousness. Nothing. Nothing. And take the concept of nothing away. Okay. Okay. 
And the other part where the emotional things yeah. arise, yeah. That's ha that has to be deal with in therapy? Or well, I don't know. You, you've kind of done enough therapy to know the tricks, really. Yeah. You know? Um, or, oh, excuse me, uh, because sometimes I, when I have an emotional reaction, when I encounter something that isn't unjust or something like that, I have this kind of, it's, it's like anger, and I say, oh, that is wrong, etc. But then it vanishes, and then I, and then I, I come back to the spaciousness. Yeah. So that's what, what happens. Yeah. It would be fine if the, the anger and the expression showed up, but that it wasn't Carlos. But there was still access to like, whoosh, the character was having this, this reaction, but, but, but it sounds like the spaciousness is gone and you're, there's just Carlos having the reaction. So the reaction itself mightn't go. It's the stickiness to it. It might or might not go. Okay. It's the stickiness to it is the issue. Okay. So the question is, why do you stick to it? Why do you stick to oh, it? Oh, because I have a belief that is wrong to react to some, some, some phenomena. And I, my mind starts to say, now you see, you're wrong. You don't have to react. So I get caught up in that for a few minutes. And then I, I, I become really aware of that and I go to the spaciousness. Then it goes away. Ah, okay. That's not been happening. So it's the right and wrong. Yeah. It's what's causing the contraction, not the emotion, actually. Yeah. Aha. Yeah. Aha. Yeah, that's it. The right and the wrong. Yes. 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 But you, you know the place of where right and wrong just is, yes. is garbage. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So I have to erase that. Yes. Exactly. So there's a place of where right and wrong, you know, exist, but, but it's a very small place, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a very small place. Yes. It's useful around breaking the law and social etiquette and that kind of thing. But they're not really wrong either. They're just guidelines. There's guidelines for behavior. But the separate mind will believe right and wrong because we learn right and wrong because there's consequences of doing something wrong. And, and that comes with our conditioning, no? Mm -hmm. But really they're just guidelines. Right and wrong is just guidelines. There's no absolute right, no absolute wrong. Mm -hmm. There really isn't. That's just a piece of conditioning that came in. Okay. <coughs> so you've got to see how it's actually not valid. Okay. Okay. There really is no right and wrong, really. And there's a fine line there, you know, like, let's say you see, you know, whatever, corruption in your local city, you know, <clears throat> subjectively it's wrong, of course it's wrong, maybe you have a standard of ethics and that's out of sync with it and it's wrong, but you also got to know, got to be able to access the place of like, well actually, it's just 
it's just somebody playing with power and, and they're working out their crap and, and there's a lot of pain going to come from it but I can kind of see what they're doing. They're going to get their comeuppance sooner or later but they're just exercising their, their own fear. Their fear is coming out through, through needing to exploit and, and control and be dishonest. It's always fear underneath that, you know? So you can see that perspective. You go back even further and it totally doesn't matter. Totally doesn't matter. So having access to all the lenses of perception is natural. Whereas when you suck right in and there's only the viewpoint, this is wrong. All right, now, now you're identified with it. And there's right and wrong and you've lost the wider view. You see? So, so everything is true some of the time. There's a perspective where everything is valid. Everything is true some of the time. But when you're really tied to something, this is only the case. This is always not okay. Check it out. If you have an absolute rule, especially around right and wrong, the only absolute is pure consciousness. There ain't nothing subjectively absolute. Doesn't work. Misnomer. Subjectively absolute, not possible. You see? You see? Yeah. So, so peel back so that you can see all, all the lenses of perception so that there's no investment in the right and wrong. Okay. Right? It's like when the emotional reaction comes up, some, you, 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 haven't, you haven't access to the other points of perception at the same time. Mm -hmm. So there's only that one still running. You know? Yeah. And, and when the, the subjective one is the only one that's running, it's usually, no, it's always connected to a sense of self-preservation. Somehow you needed to believe that this is right and this is wrong in order to stay alive. Somehow it was to keep you safe. Somewhere it kept you safe. That's the reason that we hang on to right and wrong, the dualistic perception. Is it has to do with preservation. And now, like it might have been to keep you safe from violence as a kid or from rejection or who knows. I mean, it can be something extreme to something really soft. But that's how you've interpreted it. You see? So what we're doing is moving away from that so that you'll discover that, wow, I'm actually not under threat, but some part of me still believes that, that right and wrong is important here and it's keeping me safe. What it's doing is it's keeping the energy of the ego alive. It's keeping that subjective perception alive. So that's the life force that is now under threat, is the ego. And that will fight, because that has a, it's a, it's a piece of energy with its own life force, that habit of me, myself, I, I'm alive, I'm having a separate life, and I'm, you know, seeking, and I'm on the road somewhere. And I, The me story. The me story has its own energy. So that will be the thing that's trying to preserve itself by attaching to the conditioning. You see? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to check that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're on it. Yeah. I think you're on it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, there's something, something in you shuts down the other lenses of perception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's very clear. Thank you. Yay, sure. You're welcome. Where are we going now? I have a question about uh-huh. He just was talking about. Yeah. Uh, he was, what was his name? Carlos. Carlos was just talking about um, being uh, being completely 
caught up in emotion. Yeah. And now when you get to that very small, contracted place where you're just, I'm just Erica being very emotional, and that's all that there is, yeah. is there, uh, for him, it was right and wrong. Yeah. Is there typically something that keeps you wrapped up in that? Because I know that a lot of things can fall away, fall away, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling wider and more open, and then all of a sudden I'm just this tiny little ball again, just wrapped up in fear, or, or whatever strong emotion is, is getting me. Is there something that keeps you wrapped in that, and, and how do you deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's slightly different for everybody else, for everybody, but one common thing the emotional body, what I found is it tends to be it tends to be from childhood. That that was a, because the verbalization of what you wanted to say in the world wasn't fully in place. So your emotions were a way of expressing and reacting and responding because you just didn't have the frigging vocabulary to 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 label in that way and to explain your way through something. So it can be right down to like you know, if, you're, if there was neglect, you weren't having enough attention. It's like, okay, throwing a tantrum, getting angry was the only way you got attention. You know? Uh, and, and so that's, that's the button that get pressed when like, oh my God, I, I'm either going to have to flow into somebody else's needs, that means I am not being heard, met. So I'll throw a tantrum. So I'll react and say no. And actually, flowing into the needs is, is flowing into what's happening is actually what's best for you. Mm -hmm. But if the pattern is there to reject what's happening, because otherwise you're not going to be seen, your needs won't be met. Do you see? So we get it all mixed up. So we bring the childhood response into the adult. So an emotional reaction that causes identification, it'll come from your childhood. But the version of it is a little bit different for everybody. So is recognizing where that comes from, how to release it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the wisdom to know, to know what happens is three quarters of it. It's three quarters of it. Yeah. Try and figure out. And one good thing is like, okay, what age am I? What age am I? When you're in that emotional reaction. <laughs> so if you have a particular emotion that comes up that, that grabs you uh, more than, say, anger isn't one of the things that grab me but what's the emotion that grabs you most frequently fear okay yeah fear and um that's the big one yeah yeah and sorrow fear and sorrow and uh so just trying to sit with that um, where did you feel fear first this is this would be where i go with that okay where did i feel fear first and on a different month where did i feel sorrow first you know, because they're, they're very different. In you, they're, they're, they've got two different stories, I think. You know, so deal with the fear first. Uh, yeah, where did I feel it first? How did I learn how to feel fear? What was going on there? And just... If you understand it, you, you're a long way there. Are we trying to remember it, or are we just going into it? it what we're, yeah, what, what we're doing is, is being objective so that we can see the fear from a distance. You see? And it's like, oh, and when we understand something, it kind of doesn't, doesn't consume us. 
So the contraction isn't quite so tight. It's like, wow, I understand it. I know where it came from. And then you can kind of, you can kind of figure out, actually, the fear isn't really protecting me anymore. It was then, and now it's just a learned response. Maybe it's not protecting me anymore. Maybe I'm actually safe. You see? So then we bring in the adult knowing with, with the early learned response. You see? And the more distance you get then, it's like, okay, how can I train my system to have an, a, a more appropriate response that matches the stimulus? What matches the stimulus now? If that, whatever happened to me this morning and fear came up, okay, what, what would be a different stimulus? So you can train your system to have a new pattern. That's what I would do with it. Sure. Tisha, do you want to come up, or is it reaction no, 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 part of this chat? Uh, how does, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> how does, uh, now when I say the word love, it has all kinds of, mm. of connotations. Yeah. But the love that I'm trying to uh, focus on Can you feel that? Yes. Explain that one. Because I'm in total stillness right at the moment. Yeah. You're in total stillness. Stillness, yeah. Completely. Completely. It's a non-verbal zone. I'm impressed that you can speak, actually. Genuinely. Because I can't really speak <laughs> because I'm feeling the power of it. And actually, that's all there actually ever is. That's all there is. There and nothing else. That's all there is. So, all of the conversation we're having right now. Microphone. Oh, it's a complete division. Yes. Separation yes. when there is no separation. There really is no separation. Yeah. And, I, you know, well, when this came up, I was watching this. Um, I have a hard time forming concepts. But I was watching this uh, television act. And it was based on uh, King and I, remember King and I? Yeah. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to know you, getting to know how you feel, or something like that. But that's kind of like where I'm at right now because I'm. Getting to know you, <laughs> know all about you, getting to know you, hoping you like me, because <laughs> I love you unconditionally, <laughs> you, you love me. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't even get the concepts anymore. 
And that's why I was trying to uh, find out where we're going. Yes. Because yeah. in the end, there is nothing but love. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So, the movement that's involved in manifestation, just, just, just energy moving, but kind of before that, pure consciousness, the rollout of pure consciousness showing up as manifestation, imagining itself to appear here. The movement that is integral to every single aspect of pure consciousness, that's love. That's what love is. And our brains have to make it something really bizarre. You know, we'd have to dilute it and, 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 and put it into our subjective perception and put, you know, put it in emotion and then put conditional and unconditional and, and have an opposite of it over here and then over here. Oh my God, I can feel it in nature. I can feel it in, you know, and it bleeds through everything. It's the essence. It's the essence of movement itself. That's what movement is. We just call it movement because we're not comfortable with imagining that everything is love showing up as showing up as form, formless, all of it. The movement itself, and that's why love is so darn potent, is, it's, it's the very thing that, that is the mobility aspect. It's the mobility itself of pure consciousness. So, when you drop right back, and there's absolute stillness, it's like, the potentiality of moving into form from the stillness, the potentiality is love. Potential is love. Can you find it? See if you can find it. It's not, a, it's not a thing, it's not an energy, it's actually the mobility, the potentiality. It's that component. That's what it is, you know? It's, that's, that's why it's different. That's why all you need is love. That's why it's like, why is there love? And then there's all these other things, but there's love. You, you know, love is a thing that's just outside of everything else, you know? And that's why, that's why it's, it's that, it, it is movement, it is potentiality. And show me something that doesn't change and move. And show me something, you know. It's just enriched with love. That's essential to its form, to its showing up. It's essential. It can't. Nothing can be without love. Nothing can be without love. Nothing. As soon as there's any little tiny burgeoning of pure consciousness. Love. That's love. There we go. It's there. And it doesn't di get diluted at all. But our brains likes to separate and our brain likes to see difference. And of course, it can run amok and turn it into a concept. But it, 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 it never loses its energy, you know?
so it kind of baffles me when you know when when baffles me how the mind can can get so detached from what it's made of that it can create such a movie that it's just looking for what it is. It's looking for what it is. The search itself is full of love. Like, but it just doesn't see itself. You know? Yeah. So rather than me adding new concepts, what I'd like you to do is find where you know that this is true. Find where, where this resonates, where this is... I want to wake up the part of you that knows exactly what I'm talking about. This isn't new material. This, you, you know this stuff. I might be putting words on it, but you know this stuff. So wake up the part of you that knows it. And if that part of you knows something different, tell me. Tell me. Yes. Mike, can we scoot the microphone over? Thanks. Mm -hmm. Isn't love more neutral? Isn't it more of a neutral feeling of just being? You can and feel that's it. That's why it's not judgmental. You, you can feel it like that too, but it's much deeper. It's much more profound. It's much more essential. It's much more of the essence of all of it. So our mind makes it not neutral. Our mind gives it uh, versions of itself because of our labeling our judgment of what it is. In and of itself, it has nothing to do with any of that. It can't do any of that because it's endemic in everything. It's the movement part. It's in everything. You see? Being. being. Love. So in being, you're saying, you've, tell me what you're saying about being. I missed something. You know how it feels at sunset and sunrise, how it feels very still? That, that's what love feels like to me. Not like when I left the body and it felt like pure love because it was a pure connection. That felt like good and that felt like love. But I guess my question is, is, is what you're talking about like that or is it like being still? Can I expand your capacity? Yes, please. For love. It's like, it's like we're standing on the beach looking at the sunset and you've got a, 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 a kitchen paper core and you're looking at it like this and I'm saying, take down that. It's the whole vista. It's the all of the horizon is doing the sunset right now. And, and you've got a kitchen paper core, and you're looking at it like this. It's much, 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 much more everywhere, but it's about you trusting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first. 
seems it seems what I'm hearing is that thank you. Well, I think what you're what you're trying to tell us is that there's a tendency in the mind to always create a subject-object relationship and relationship to love yes. in particular. Accurate. And so there's 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 a tendency to condense and to uh, separate. And you're saying that if we stay in the potentiality, there's no possibility of that. That's right. Is it? That's right. And you can pick up your mind to do, well, I have an apple or an orange, and, and your mind can do that. Like, a, a, you know, the lens of perception, that functionality can happen without you trading the, 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 the perspective of pure consciousness. So it's possible to, to stay in the potentiality and take action, yes. but not be attached to the action. Correct. There will be no attachment to the action. Mm -hmm. If there's attachment to anything, you've left the broader view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to come up, Tony, or is it part it's of this? Yeah. It's correct. Okay. Hi. Hi there. I haven't seen you for a few years. Nice yeah. to see you. Nice to see you. Um, so I, I think, <clears throat> excuse me. I think I want you to take the funnel from my eyes too. Um, and um, you know, as you were talking about love, I was you know, not totally connecting with what you were saying, and I feel like, or I sort of see that um, what I call love is um, it's kind of a state, you know, it's sort of a, a warmth and glow, and it's positive, and feels good, and it's actually kind of an anchor for me, I mean, the way I see it, um, and it's, I can give my attention to that and be sort of less stuck in thoughts, you know, so I, so that's kind of been working for me, sort of. But then I see this, I'm hearing this whole other thing. And now I feel like I don't get it. So. And it's fine. If, if, if you're able to access love and have a sensation from it, that's great. Do more of it. Do more of it. And see if, okay, can I be in a, in a, in a kind of a disturbing scenario, function well there, not kind of, Oh, this is all beautiful. Be more real about it, not flaky about it. But access love inside you, but yet be in a kind of a confrontational situation. You can do that? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Well done. All right. Okay. So, so having that skill of you, you feeling... I mean, sometimes, not always. <laughs> sure. But if you can do it at all, yeah, if you can do it at all, it, it shows me that the role of Tony can be played, but yet a perspective that is much... Deeper, finer, non-phenomenal. You know, less, less of the phenomenal, mm -hmm. subjective, objective perception. And so there's love there. So I want you to go to where love is a bit more neutral. Um, it's like it's, it's kind of like beauty itself, rather than something being beautiful. Do you know something mm -hmm. being good? You know, like love itself. So if, we, if you can do the same thing, but go to love itself. Yeah, the way that it's working for me now, it's like very much in the body, I guess, like this whole body. And what you're pointing to, I feel, is something kind of more refined or something. I don't know. But the, the, and the energy of it will still go in the body. You know, the body will still kind of get to enjoy it, but it won't feel like the body is the source of it. 
because it's not actually it's not the source of it, but it picks up a good strong echo of it. You know, you know, yeah. And similar for yourself. I've forgotten your name. Brandy. Brandy's right. Yeah. So yeah, it's similar for yourself. It's like you know when you watch a sunset or there's just being, that's, that's love for you. So you've put it into slots of where it's safe for you to rest in love. Expand where you allow love to be seen, be felt, recognized. It's inside. Expand your associations with it. And I want you to be so open so that, 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 that love, love is just there all the time, regardless. It's just like, it's just ongoing. It becomes natural and normal. And still you can be, you know, like, whatever. Shouting at somebody who's driving over your yard. I mean, whatever. You know? But it's like, wow, that still didn't go. I didn't disconnect. I didn't, you know? Yeah. Broaden. Broaden your, 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 your love zone inside. Your capacity for it. Your associations with it. Play with it. See how you do. Play with it tonight. Hi, Jack. Would you say love and knowingness are the same? Love and knowingness. The knowingness of where you don't know anything. That knowingness. Knowingness that's beyond... Yeah. Knowledge. Yeah. A little playfulness there. Yeah. I gotta think about that. I gotta feel into it. Knowingness is like beingness. There's that kind of certainty, that kind of confidence. I'm giving more phenomenal words now to kind of explain it a bit. And there, there, it is Im, imbued, is that the word? With love, you know? They, they seem in some ways very similar. They're very similar. Yeah, but there is a... But the potentiality, I think, is prior to the knowingness. Knowingness is a state, like being, you know? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a place you can go to. It's just, there's nothing happening. It can be a state. How, how about is as I came in because I thought of oh, I grasped something, so I made it an object. But speaking about it, Mars it. It's like no. Yeah, words will always dilute. Nothing we do. That's what we do. Yeah. So the thing is, like, okay, there's the words, but it's only going to be an echo of what it is. It's all. It's not going to be the essence of what it is. The words can't. They always have to dilute what we're talking about. Because, because there's no words there. There's no words there. No, it's mind taking over. Yeah, mind taking over. So it's about having that balance and the maturity within ourselves to use words, but to know that the words are only, are only you know, symbols and pointers. But the inside stuff, it just friggin' doesn't have words. But, so the words gives you kind of a sense of where to go and how to navigate. Your, your perception, your capacity to perceive as pure consciousness, you know? So, but, so to go back to it, 
Yes, yes, I could see knowingness and love as, as the one, but if I go prior, there's love. The love goes prior. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Christ love is like innate knowing that is with us all the time, manifests in different ways, different forms, different. Yeah, manifests in different forms. Yeah, I, I, it's like it's it's. Yeah. You know, it doesn't show up as something. It's integral. And while we might use another label on something, the integrity of it has love in it. You know? so I was thinking more in terms of when you were talking about potentiality. Yeah. Because love ah. is innate within us, there is always a potentiality mm. that mm. arises when there is, I call it, for a lack of a better word, appropriate time or appropriate occasion yes. or appropriate trigger. So you're linking, I just want to make sure I get it, the pure potentiality and love coming through the trajectory all of the way. Right. Yeah. Because innate love, in my thinking, understanding is, love is innate, our innate nature. Yeah. So it's always there. It's always there, yeah. So the potentiality and the trajectory all yeah. comes. That's right. That's right. There we go. It all comes together. Whether or not the mind tunes into it or whatever experience your mind is running is cannot touch the fact that that innate love is there. It's like the innate love is saying, yeah, what story are you running now? What experience are you running now? Sorrow, hatred, anger. Okay, have fun. And the innate love is just sitting there. Much more authentic, much more real, much more permanent. And then these flippant little reactions are dancing about and they're the ones we're interested in. Because we like to experience. And the mind thinks it's making the decision. Indeed. It likes to imagine that too. Yeah. Yeah. Wild, isn't it? The play. The madness of it. Yeah. It's kind of a madness. You know, that mind would leave. Well, that's like a mind or the ego wouldn't function if it didn't have the play. Yeah. That's it. It's very simple, doesn't it?
claim your own knowing of this. I'm a mirror. Claim your own knowing. Check inside if this is valid for you. Check inside. Claim it. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Maybe it's new to your brain, but it's not new to you. It's not. Claim it. If your mind is looking for entertainment and it's bored, it's like, hey, here we are now. This is my story-making mechanism looking for distraction. This is what makes suffering happen. This very pull to like, what can I do after? Oh, I think I'll go for a whatever, pizza, pint, whatever. It's like, stop, stop. Let this be good enough. Because this is what you want. This is actually what you want. But your mind doesn't want it. Your mind doesn't want it, but you want it. So don't be a slave of your mind. It will always want something else. Gimme, 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 gimme. That's just what it does. Don't let it direct you. Don't let it own you. Don't let it influence your action. Stay inside. Pick up your mind when you need it and set it down again. Use it to function, but not to drive your action. Your behavior, your thoughts. Not what it's wired to do. It's in over its head there. It's in over its head. Like you've got a body, you've got a mind, you've got all these capacities. Stay in charge, huh? The, the huge you that you really are. Stay in charge. Stay there. It's simple, really. But watch the mind wanting. <gasps> give me experience, give me. Because it could be kind of detoxed after a couple of hours of this, you know? And it could want to change a scene, change a scene. <laughs> That's up to you. How badly do you want the show to be over, you know? Are you going to give in to mind or not, you know? I can't do that for you. you. That's you. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. Um, you, you said something about claiming this knowing, this I don't know, it just triggered something in me that, uh, well, I have to be certain first before I claim it. You know, I have to yes. make, be 100% yes. um, before I start claiming anything. <sighs> I don't know, what, so should I move back? Or, or? You're fine. Okay. Um, yeah, what do I... Talk to me more about that. 
about the, the doubt? Yeah, the doubt and the caution and the... Um, I don't know, I guess I'm just... I'm just afraid of ending up being a, uh, an ego that claims to be enlightened, you know? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I said claim it as your own is so that you don't give any power to this jack woman as if I'm doing something here. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm, I'm reminding you of what you know yourself. So that's where that sentence came out of, claim it yourself. Don't be projecting anything on here. It's not. I'm, I'm you know. Yeah. I guess I'm just afraid that it, it might be a, an invitation for the ego to start claiming Yeah, things. yeah. Okay. So, so you as pure consciousness, there needs to be like an acceptance of that's what I really am. Without that, that's what I really am, and you're not, I am. You, you, know, you know, rather than like, oh gosh, that, that actually is what I am. That, that actually is what I am. In the calm recognition that that's the truth. Let that happen. Let that happen. If, if you get a buzz out of it, the ego's involved. It will just be calm. Oh. It's more like a, oh. And some kind of a relief. Do you know, a feeling of like, oh, thank heaven. Some other crap, crazy entanglement is done. There's a relief. But there's no, I made it. That does not happen. No fireworks or trumpets. No, no fireworks or trumpets. So it's a subtle one, you see? You see the difference between the recognition and some kind of relief, release. It's like a, some kind of straitjacket got opened. It's like an energetic release. You can let that happen. But if there's any individuality attached to it, you know the ego is claiming it's doing its thing again. And you know, it's okay to screw up. Because that's where we learn. You know, it's like, whoa, I fell for that one. And you know, it's like that, that's an opportunity for something else to get blown out. So I'm, I'm less inclined to say be cautious. I'm like, jump in and you're going to either flatten your face or to be fine. You know, and if you fall flat in your face, heck, there's a learning there. That's kind of my style. Do you know? Kind of go for it and you'll either get burnt or you won't. Let's see. You know? Whereas with caution, ah, you can be cautious for another 20 years, you know? And not much learning happens. We're just honoring caution. But, but you see, you have to find your balance there. My tendency is to jump in, and that's what I did myself, you know? <coughs> you know? But there's still a willingness to, to learn, a willingness to, like, where, where, where are my blind spots? Where are my blind spots? You know? Something else trying to come out, is there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, since, I mean, for the past, like, two hours, but it, I don't know, there, there's, there's no words for it, really. It's like my head just kind of got blown out from the back, my brain's on the wall. Yeah. Brain's on the wall, no, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, like, 
like pick it back up. And, Great. Yeah. I, Did you miss that? I mean, I'm here all weekend. Maybe the words will. <laughs> and if the words don't come, would that be all right? Okay. What's that? I always have something to say. <laughs> I always have something to say. Um, maybe. Yeah. What would it be like not to have anything to say? Just play with it for a little bit. If there's resistance to it, I'm after the resistance. But if it's like, hey, if I'm silent all weekend, so what? And if that's really same, same for you, fine. But is there something there? Yeah, that may be the... Um, I mean, you're here for the weekend, right? And I feel like if I just stay quiet all weekend, I'll just be wasting ah. the opportunity. Ah. Yeah, that the, the work actually happens in the words. Ah. Not so much the silence. Ah. Work happens in both spaces. They both have their place. And there are times when you can only learn in the silence. It's, it's in that absence of, of your, you know, the labeling left brain, in the absence of that engagement, there's more space, there's more bandwidth. So certain things can only be recognized then. So we could leave space for both. And I'd be interested to know if the mind is like, darn it, I should have said that then, I should have, you know, it's like, watch that. Just like, you have nothing to get here, mind. You have nothing to get. I hear you, but you have nothing to get. So, not your gig. You're a useful tool, but really on the side here. And to kind of just take away its power a little bit. I want to take apart that belief that words is what gives me the greatest value. Like, mm, mm. Not too sure. Yeah. yeah. All righty. All right. Can I ask yes, of course, Tito. Uh, I guess what I need to clarify is there's two processes. Uh, they're both two different ways of looking at it. And in your work, you say that there's a thing called the default mode network. Yes. And in my training, when I started out, there was a couldn't a Kundalini thing, which eliminates your brain and Kundalini decodes your lifetime stream. Then I came across another concept that says dismantling the identification mechanism. Now, all of those three processes, when you supposedly achieve it, I haven't achieved it, obviously, but I have that kind of a goal. And what it said, uh, what I, I, I believed, was not done. The mind can't. Come back. 
because in the default mode network, you burn out the desire. And there's no coming back. It's done. And the Kundalini process, which is the same, it's always all three of these are actually the same process. Sure. So what you're talking about here is that you're constantly having to be alert of the mind coming back in. Whereas if you are these attainable states, am I going in a direction that isn't mm. going to happen? Okay, a few things in there. Um, for me, there's a habit of keeping myself in check, just because I did it for so long, watching my thoughts and stuff, it's kind of an automatic running thing. But self-referencing doesn't happen like it used to. I felt that burnout. I, I know the day it happened, that, that's like something is breaking in my brain and I'm losing language, blah, 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 blah. So, Shivananda from, from Rishikesh up in the north of India used to say that you have to watch the mind always because that self-referencing network will read his own language. But that the part of you that has the me, myself, I story, that can rebuild. And I didn't believe it for years. And in communication with other teachers, oh, for sure it rebuilds. For sure it rebuilds. You know, Yeah. Kundalini, yeah. dismantling, yeah. and the solution yeah. of, the, of your particular coding. Yeah. Because we know from neuroscience, we know if somebody has a stroke, you can learn how to do, you can bypass the part that's burnt out, and the neurological pathways will find a new way to create the same thing. Scary as hell. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'm thinking, and maybe it's just a thing, thinking. I'm on the razor's edge. And you're saying that, there, that it can't happen. It can happen, but, and there is a sense that it's all over. It's, all, it's just all over, yeah, but there's no emotional reaction to it. As far as these concepts are concerned. Yes, it there's is. There's no coming back. But the landscape continues. You're... you're you know, the landscape continues. The habits of watching your thoughts will continue. You see, we've had a culture of, well, once awakened, you know, you're infallible. And loads behold, well, you're not infallible, but you're done. You're done. You're done. But yet, how come we have some teachers that abuse students? How does that happen? What? Well, the, the answer to that is always that they didn't complete the process. Or that something regrew. Or something yeah, well, wasn't watching the, it. Because the or, oneness is always the oneness. Yes. Is that what, what we're talking about? And in the Tibetan concept, it says that you're nothing and you're something. And it never is ever other. You're nothing and you're something. Right. Yes. And that's the, that's that's yes. the whole yes. of the process or the sure. of some of, of of source. Sure, it is. Okay, having those three things as goals, it might or might not like your your mind has set them up as goals. But if if you have a two year period, because that's my checklist for 
people that I work with, if you have a two-year period of where you don't, where you have not believed your title, it's done. It's done. But to have good practice continue of, of making sure that self-honesty continues, that integrity continues, and those values stay with you. And I played with throwing off those values years ago because I thought, no, no, there's no value that can come with me, none. And actually those two, they, that's like, no, no, they're, they're part of it. They're part of, uh, they're, they're just part of being human. Once they're cultivated, they continue with you. Self-honesty and integrity. And those two values is what keeps the brain in check, keeps, you know, anything, anything untoward is going to be checked automatically if those values are in place. I can't say that identification will never, ever happen here again. I've seen too many wacky things happen. Too many. But of course the scriptures say once it's done, it's done. It's like, yeah, yes, but you know what? There is nothing absolute except the absolute. <laughs> nothing. So, so having a system in of just being honest with yourself to monitor, it's not any weight, it's just a habit. And let that be there. Just let that be there. I've never believed a thought since the default mode network broke down. I've never believed a thought. Like, gotten right in and that the only thing, that my only viewpoint was, was the thought. It's never happened. Might it happen? Let's see. I've no problem at all if it does. I really don't care. Genuinely. If it does or not. You know? But I'd hope I'd see it. Or that somebody would point it out to me. <laughs> you know? That's scary. So, so maybe that's the block. Maybe that's the block. Do you see? Maybe that's the block, Tisha. Yeah, of just being, being open to the ongoing, being open to the ongoing availability for consciousness to play in any which way it does, it wants to, through Tisha. Makes sense, because there can't be a beginning or an end. Not possible. That's right. If there really is an end, then there was therefore a beginning and it really happened. Therefore, I'm just trying to believe something. Yes. Yes. Because the mind has painted a goal. Yeah, right. Yeah. So let's strip that back. Yeah. Beautiful. But uh, I'm shaking down to my toes. Yeah, sure. Great. Toes are wiggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Great. So it's not that you get out, it's that you see you never were in. Do, do you know? You, you get to, oh, that's just how the story of me happened. It was just my mind. So it's never that you were out. It's like, whew, I'm out of that now. It's like, uh, it's like, that was never me. Darn it, some believing mechanism. Imagine it was me, but it was never me. Huh? It's more like that. We're just gone over time. Is everybody okay? Is there anybody exploding with something that they need to share tonight? No?